Hello and welcome back to Delicious Tears, episode number four. I am the solution, your host for the next 30, 60 minutes. And uh, bear with me. You should enjoy this one. Once again, shout out to all the listeners out there across the, across the world. Uh, like I said, I had a couple people uh, check in from the Philippines, someone from the UK. And I truly do appreciate the diversity in listenership. And with that being said, I would like to thank the listener for sending in this topic. This is a hot one. They said the solution, enjoy the podcast. These are some really provocative topics. Can you dish on the Me Too, the Me Too movement and how it may or is affecting the dating arena? More importantly, in the work environment. <laughs> okay. I kind of glanced upon this in impartment a little bit, and I said this should have been a topic in its own, but I would like to thank the listener for sending this in and saying dedicated topic to this. Now, in the workplace, this is a very, very slippery slope. I, I have a saying, don't make your money where you get your honey, and don't get your honey where you make your money. It often does not work out well, okay? And here's why. The, there's this thing called the transference of power. If you are the person in charge, you have to be in charge at all times. And here's why. When someone has a intimate connection to you, intimate access to you, and they work with and for you, they may sometimes want to use that situation to get out of things. And if you're in charge, your power should be absolute. There should be no delineation between, well, I thought I took care of that last night, if you know what I mean. Why should I have to do that now? And that's where many of us go down that path. Um, this, this is not a, hey, well, have you done this before type thing? No, I'm going to give you the professional take on it. I'm going to give you the personal take on it as well. Well, when you have the situation and that person does something like that, you're no longer in charge because now they have something over you. They can control you because you don't want that to get out because then it gives the uh, well, it's kind of proven that that person has an unfair advantage when it comes to uh, possible promotions, um, you know, going to different trainings and things like that. Just having overall access and favor to you because they have done some things with you in an intimate personal manner so you don't want that the other part of it too is that i think with relationships you need a break from that person you really do it, it, you should look forward to seeing that person um what do you say uh distance makes the heart fonder missing that person for eight to ten hours is healthy because it gives you something to talk about if you're sitting across the room across the desk and the next office from the person you don't get a break from them really and they kind of dictate what you're doing throughout the day because they're going to want to communicate with you at all time. So I, I really advise people not to do that. Now, that's not to say that you can't find uh, that person in work, the workplace. You can't find that special someone for the time being or the time forever in the workplace. I'm not going to be ignorant and say that and say everyone can't handle it. But we have seen where really people can't handle it. Either one, it gets messy and it spills out and people find out about it and it never ends well. Two, other people work their way into it. Three, 
it becomes uh, the, the topic of interest. People want to talk about it all the time, even though there's nothing going on where somebody would get an advantage. But the perception that that person does have an advantage because they have intimate access to you is a problem. Now, in regards to the Me Too movement, here's where the, the tie in with this is. Let's say you had a relationship with the person um, five years ago and it ended terribly. Now you have risen to a position of power and prestige and influence. And that person goes, you know something, they did me wrong. I don't like how that ended. And they come out and say that you did some things, some illicit things to them, some harmful things to them, some very bad things to them. And this probably may or may not happen. But the fact that they're upset and they have something over you and this day and time with the Me Too movement, somebody's going to believe them is going to gain traction. And I would like to say, let's play the devil's advocate that this has happened with a lot of these cases later on where someone feel like, you know, I didn't get what I wanted when I was connected to that person that mattered. So now it's time for me to come forward. But let's back up for a second. I will not minimize sexual assault, harassment, nor rape. But remember, I told you, you can't let people who are, are who aren't on the level that you are dictate your progress forward. So you really got to protect yourself when you're out here and hopefully you get to see the character in the person because hell hath no fury than a woman scorn. And in this situation, we have a lot of things where we're trying to right some wrongs that have occurred. A lot of wrongs. We say, like, you know, something we got to look at this anyway. And that's OK. That's really OK. That we're going back and saying this industry, this entertainment industry is very, very seedy, very murky. A lot of powerful people got away with a lot of things, you know, at the, um, the, the, the horrible cause of somebody's well-being. So they should be looked at. Uh, I'm not watering that down, but I'm saying, you know something, do your due diligence from both sides. Okay. And people don't like that when there's an investigation where they, they don't. They just look at the the person that the allegation been placed against and they never question, you know, why would somebody do that? Oh, well, this happened to me. Why are you investigating me? And that doesn't happen. Remember, delicious tears. That's why I said hey, you get you get up there and cry. Hey, nobody thinks anything, anything. I've seen it countless times in my personal life with, you know, this female was flat out wrong wrong and she cried and people believed her you know people believed it they threw salt pepper lemon pepper you know old bay on top of those tears and tasty ate it up but it, I, I would hope that and, and here's the thing understand this not everyone's strong enough to come forward when something bad happens to them all right. So understand that not everyone's strong enough to do that, to say, hey, this just happened to me. I'm going to seek help. A lot of people try to cope and handle it on their own and try to move forward. And that's when the questions arise. Like, why did you wait so long? Like when I told you about the triggers and everybody emotional makeup, my mental strength could be eons ahead of another person where something happens to them. They're. They're going to try to hold it in. They don't want to be ridiculed. They're going to feel like they're going to fall out of favor. They don't want the attention. So they try to manage and they move forward in life. And you know something? 
that's the problem with when people wait too long okay now i know i'm not going to be ignorant and be foolish and say a bad thing happens to a person everybody's going to rush in and say hey they did this to me right away because of the shame factor they're going to feel like i put myself in that situation so that's why it happened to me and that leads me to another thing let me dismiss the stupidity of a, a person being assaulted because what they wore that's one of the dumbest things i've heard in my life okay and it has nothing to do with uh me having this desire to protect women or you know i have females in my family this is just common sense when you look at it and when you, you think about these horrible situations it has nothing to do with um, the intimate desires of a person it's power it's control and that's what it's all about the power and control element of it you can wear anything you want when you leave out the house and nobody should disrespect you no one should touch you okay no malice no harm should come to you no negative energy should be directed at you so that whole thing well she was dressed that way so that's it so let's talk about attention you buy something because you like it okay like I, I like shoes I buy the shoes because I like them once I purchase them I get them home I put them on whatever outfit that I wear it I know that some attention in some capacity may come towards me because the shoe may be so unique I'm aware of that what I can't control is what people are going to say to me what I can control is my reaction and possibly being be avoiding people in those environments where they won't say anything to me well let's just say people buy clothing because they want the external attention that's fine because people's affirmations and, and people noticing you and saying hey you look really good i like that that's an esteem booster for a lot of people now the problem occurs is that you can't control what people are going to say to you now you have to understand the difference between a compliment and an insult and a thinly veiled compliment and thinly veiled insult i go outside the house i got a tank top on i'm a fairly fit guy i have an expectation that somebody's going to look at me all right either in approval in desire or disapproval now what they say to me and how i manage that is between myself and that person but i have an expectation that what i have on and what i'm wearing somebody's going to notice me but i can't control the type of attention i'm going to get now that type of attention should not cause me any harm okay nothing should happen to me any disrespect or any physical harm should occur to me simply because I had something on. And it doesn't matter what environment I'm in. I could have on, uh, well, let's just for people to really grasp this. A, a woman can have on the tightest, slinkiest, fitting, revealing, revealing dress and go anywhere. No one should disrespect her. No one should touch her. No one should harm her. It does not matter if she's in a grocery store a place of worship <laughs> I'm being calm you know comedic right there well she's in a a, a a social setting like a nightclub or something like that 
There's no such thing she asked for it. It doesn't work that way. But what I'm saying is that when you bought that dress and you looked in the mirror and you said, hmm, I look good. I'm going to kill them when I go out there or wow, all eyes are going to be, are going to be on me. Now, when you say all eyes, or if you're thinking that all eyes are going to be on me, that's fine. All right. That's fine. Because it gives you approval like, yeah, that's money well spent. Everybody was checking me out. I was the baddest in the spot that night. Now, what you aren't prepared for is the people that don't have manners. Or when it's it's a, a woman or man, they don't know how to compliment you. Okay. They don't understand that part. So that's the part you can't control. You can't control that no matter what you think or what you do. The only way you control it is to stay in the house. And that wasn't intent. You didn't buy it to stay in the house and look in the mirror and look at it. I didn't buy those shoes to keep them on the shelf unless I want to sell them and not leave out the house. All right. But the approval of what I'm wearing is not what I'm looking for because it's my money. I already proved it because I paid for it. The attention is the part I can't control. Well, I didn't get the response of what I wore. And that's when we we get into problems. So that's the point I'm getting at. So has the Me Too movement affected dating? I would say yes, especially in the workplace. So we, like I said, we're using the workplace as uh, uh, an example of how it can go wrong. You see someone that's attractive in the workplace, you like to get to know them. Men, I'm speaking from a man's point of view, they're going to be a, a little <laughs> more cautious about how they handle you because nobody wants that that harassment allegation placed against them, even though what should happen is it's the lowest level. You tell the person, hey, I'm not interested. They back off. That's fine. The first time somebody complains about a person, they shouldn't be fired unless it was just something so egregious. They, they touched you or they did something else. Well, you felt threatened you were endangered but somebody just hey you know how you doing can i have your number and boom you file a, a complaint against them that's not the reasonable person standard you want to use like okay you weren't harmed anything like that you just didn't like the person now let, let me explain something to you something that i studied and um i kind of followed this harassment is only harassment when it's unwanted behavior and that's in the definition of sexual harassment. It's it's unwanted behavior. Now, let's dig a little deeper. It's typically unwanted behavior because that's a less than desirable person. You don't like that person. They aren't attractive to you. They aren't appealing to you, whether it's, it's physically or uh, personality-wise. It's like, ew, you know, why are you talking to me? So that's when the problems occur. It's a, a less than desirable person that's pursuing you. And that's when a lot of times the harassment thing occurs. And a lot of times a person may, uh, on the other spectrum, the person may be way too aggressive. Way too aggressive. Now, I've never seen this before until I moved down south. And not to say all men from down south in the southwest part of the country do this. I was out in the night spot some years ago. And... A guy spoke to a woman. She didn't hear him. 
and he grabbed her arm, not in a aggressive manner, but a, hey, let me get your attention manner, which I was like, wow, you just grab arms down here? And she kind of shrugged off and laughed about it and everything. Like, you know, no, I'm not interested. And, you know, he, he moved on about his way, you know, twisted his face up and everything. But I saw that several times when I was out. And that was a cultural norm where you go out, you expect for a dude to grab your arm or your, you know, your, your shoulder or something like that. And it was mind boggling. So I'm going about my business. And later on, as I, I went out a little bit more, a woman did that to me. She actually grabbed me by my shoulder. Apparently she was trying to get my attention from what she was saying. And I turned around and looked at her and looked at her hand and she like snatched it back. And I said, hey, you know, I wouldn't do that to you to get your attention. She said, well, you didn't hear me. I was trying to get your attention. Like came off as you should be lucky that I'm approaching you. It, the music's loud. I'm moving through a crowd. I'm distracted. I didn't see you. So it's a cultural thing as well. But at the same time, you still shouldn't touch anyone. Now, I've seen guys grope women in social settings. Like it's okay because that's what she had on. She had on some really uh, form-fitting pants, a dress. You know, so her buttocks were a little bit more profound. And, you know, or her leg, and they decided to brush against them at the bar. Excuse me. And rub their groin on them and things like that and people joke about this but that that's still sexual assault when you look at it but it's like okay i was in the club what do you expect no you should expect not to be touched like that okay and i i know when i'm sweet i turn to the side okay i turn to the side now i've also had women watch me slide by and back themselves up into me to get my attention so this is a, a two-way street here okay but you chalk it up to the environment that you're in, but still you're like, man, that was weird. You know, I wasn't even trying to do that at all. You know, nor would I feel comfortable with doing that. You know, so it's 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 I'm telling you, you have to pay attention and you feel like, wow, you know, if I approach this woman, this could turn out bad, you know. It, so it's it's the Me Too movement has placed men on guard. It's like do you even greet some women and hug them like you used to? You know, you shake their hand. Women get offended. You shake their hand. I'm not mad. Why are you shaking my hand? Well, it's some distance between us. If you do hug them, you give them the church hug. You know, hey, system off the shoulders in, hips back, groin back. There was no touching, anything like that. So it's placed a lot of men on guard, especially men of value. Okay. Men with some value, they know, okay, I, I could be taken out if somebody says, well, look what you did. Now, make no mistake, there are men who have done creepy things because they've had influence and power. They've abused that because they have access. Now, you got to understand, being an alpha in its purest form means that you're going to be pursued and desired because women love men of power and prestige. So, this is... This really has, it, it's part of righting wrongs and the seedier side of this is power. It's power. It's a power grab 
by a certain element at the same time. And we're not going to talk about that on this topic. So those who have weaponized this um, this movement to right the wrongs are also after power. Now, make no mistake, there have been women who've been abused, misused, and ignored and cast off because they're merely women. But the, the victims movement that's going on right now has leveled the playing field somewhat or is leveling the playing field. And that's really by nefarious means, not necessarily because you're really good at what you do, but you're using the, the backs of the, the victims to elevate your real motive. And that's the horrible part. You're probably saying, what are you talking about? Think about it. Think about it. Think about how many uh, men have been accused and it's, it's been some murky stuff. Now, we could also say, what if they really did those things? So it's just that this happened. And we've also had really famous men come out and just flat out apologize for creepy, horrible behavior because they feel like, you know something? I might have been wrong in that situation where they got drunk off power and prestige and it felt like, well, I'm so-and-so. Either you're, you're with it or you're not. And that's where things have gone horribly, horribly wrong. And I say again, it's made men really, really cautious. Especially men of, of power, prestige and influence. It's kind of like, okay, do you have a motive? Or how do I trust you? Okay. I'm telling you, we're going to get to the point where if an intimate situation, an intimate situation occurs, there's going to be NDAs. There's going to be contracts being signed. There's going to be cameras everywhere because of things that have happened. Because it really comes down to it, unfortunately, it's going to be your word against their word. And that's terrible. And, that you know, that's in any situation. Like I said, there were I didn't say men or women in that situation because we have a situation right now where um, a young male took advantage of two younger males. So th this is not an, an heterosexual thing at all. You know, this is crossing all kinds of lines, all different categories, all different affiliations and alignments. It's making people think twice. And you got to look at the nefarious reason behind some of these people where it's really uh, putting a, a damper on the people who have been harmed in these situations. It's terrible. You know, so you weaponize people's pain and suffering for your motives. But, hey, I would like to say, if you're concerned, do get to learn the person's character, the, the, the red flags. Um, I mean, I, I talked about the coffee date thing where the woman gets upset about stuff like that. That's a red flag. Uh, the demands for you to do certain things. They don't want to go certain places. These are, and it's taught, you know, under the, the guise of I have worth and value. You know, if you keep seeing these things where they're demanding 
um, some kind of extravagance or something like that because they say I'm worth it. Just back off, okay? Find find a simpler person, all right? And it, it just goes back to something I always says. Uh, looks fade, personality endures. So you want to find somebody that has an enduring positive personality because gravity is undefeated, okay? <laughs> but like I said, tell a friend, tell a friend. Anchor is the app. I'm also um, on a, a bunch of other platforms, Spotify, Beatport, iTunes, that Anchor shares your content all over the place. So you're being monetized from different platforms. So that's really good. I appreciate that. Once again, thank you for sending in your topics. It makes life so much easier. And uh, hopefully I articulated what you really wanted out of this. And it, it, this was something I wrestled with because I didn't want to be preachy. And you, I strive to stay on the fence about it. But this is this is this was a good one. It really was. And, you know, in summation, yes, it has affected the dating game because a lot of people are on guard because they just people have trust issues now. They don't know what you're going to do if things go wrong. But I'm solution. I'm out of here. But you can take care of all that by doing what? Just be a good human. And I'm out of here.